right, you legends, welcome back to another episode of A Need to Read. Thank you so much for joining me. In this conversation with AJ, the founder of Mind Cafe, we discuss everything from happiness to losing loved ones, to how life just isn't fair sometimes, and making the most out of a bad situation. If you like the episode, please consider sharing it with a friend. You essentially do half the work when it comes to growing this podcast, and without you sharing it, telling your friends, I'd be nowhere, I'd be nothing. So please continue to share it. I'm eternally grateful. I love you all for it. If you're interested in what myself and AJ are talking about, please do consider buying a copy of the magazine. They say print is dead, but AJ is challenging that. And I write for it, so you get to read some of the stuff that I write with a lot of book recommendations too. But before we get into the episode, just a quick word from the sponsors of the podcast. Now, the podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, and BetterHelp provide an online therapy service to millions of people all over the world and you could be one of them if you make the decision to go it's a tough decision to reach out for help but it's an admirable one therapy has helped me endlessly when it comes to my sort of journey of self-development saying the word journey loosely there i think it's a road that goes on forever but don't tell anyone that because it might put them off if you go to therapy i think eight weeks of therapy be sufficient to see whether it's going to work for you it is worth taking the plunge having someone objectively look at your life and ask you the right questions is helpful beyond probably words if you're interested in that head to betterhelp.com forward slash a need to read you get 10% off your first month and you can be matched with a therapist within 48 hours now with that all said and done, let's get into the episode. The link for that is in the description, as always. So let's delve into Mind Cafe a little yeah. bit, because it is a cool idea. And as much as I was turned off by being asked to come on the podcast, I was like, I mean, that is a pretty cool story anyway, <laughs> as much as it's it's quite a touching story. So mm. you, you run Mind Cafe, the magazine, um, a print edition now it was online for quite a while wasn't it yeah yeah so why how how did you get there yeah. um i mean i've always been interested in self-improvement anyway but more for just general stuff i think when i was younger i wasn't that confident i mean i don't think anyone is when they're 14 years old anyway no but for me it was this like desire to change and become someone different um and more just overcome my own insecurities you know mm. so that was always in the back of my mind i'd read a lot of books about mindfulness and happiness and that sort of thing yeah and then when I got to like how old would I have been 18 I'd had a girlfriend since I was 13 yeah. so we've been together for ages and ages and out of nowhere she was diagnosed with brain cancer and so that hit me like a ton of bricks as you'd expect yeah and all I'd ever known was that relationship like I think when you're that young you don't really have anything else oh so yeah my 100%. whole future was just Charlotte you know <clears throat> excuse me and then um so when that came about, it just completely knocked me off my feet, as it would. Um, and so I just found myself returning to that whole world of self-improvement. And it was kind of like a mission for me to teach myself to be happy, um, yeah. which I don't think I'd really figured out anyway, if anyone has ever figured that yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, mate, when you have the secret, let me know. Yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone does, but... It's, it's, it's a tough start, that is. 100%, um, 100%. And to be forced into that, like, so young, death is 
nothing easy to deal with however old you are and grief doesn't discriminate whether you're six whether you're 18 or whether you're 80 like losing your partner man like that is fucking it was yeah i I mean i wake up some mornings and just like did that actually happen like is this actually real because i don't know anyone that i've been to school with or my age or anyone that's really dealt with something like that yeah it's like brain cancer 18 years old it's it's a weird situation and so within that came you know like yourself started reading so many different books like man's search for meaning was a big one a lot of um like stoic philosophy as well Mm. all these different things just to figure out like can i swear yes how the fuck do i (laughs) go on without this thing that was such a huge part of me and kind of whether it was time whether it was the books whether it was both whether it was everything i think in time i found a way to become not happy because Charlotte was on will for 18 months, so I found yeah. a way to become more at peace with the situation. Yeah. And when I reached that point, it was like, well, all of this stuff has helped me so much. Why don't I share it? Yeah. And so I literally just set up this little thing online called a Mind Cafe. Sat with my best friend and knocked up a logo in like five minutes. Yeah. I just put it out there. And it wasn't <laughs> meant to be anything other than a space for people to share similar stories and for me to share mine and hope that somebody would benefit from that. And... <coughs> yeah, it just blew up. Yeah. Um, you know, I hadn't expected it to, but within the timing was weird. Within like a few months of Charlotte passing away, it was getting a few thousand readers a month. Yeah. But that's shortly cool. after she passed, it just blew up to two and a half million. Wow. And it was. Sorry, I just hit my phone, my bad. Oh, no. No, no, no. It's, it's just my flatmate on, on the guitar, but you won't be able to hear it in the headphones and people on the podcast. Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear my brilliant flatmate, Charles, <laughs> and his grade seven guitar practice. Um, but back back to the topic that is, is slightly a bit more important than his mm. guitar is... Only slightly. Like, uh, that... I don't, I don't know how much time I want to spend on that particular part because I don't know how much it sort of drains you emotionally because... That is an emotionally draining thing, and to have been able to sort of create something out of that hardship is really, really commendable. And I think, especially at eighteen as well, there are many people that would have just hit the bag, and <laughs> like that—that that would be it for them. That—that yeah. that would be them yeah. into a life of disconnection and addiction and stuff like that. And so. it seems like you've really made something of yourself and out of the situation, which is is brilliant. And I think. Yeah. Most good stories, unfortunately, do start with someone going through shit. 100%, yeah. And I've really come to realise that. I think it's necessary. You know, I know that before that happened, I was very much um, a child, you know. Yeah. Very immature in a lot of ways, really not sure what I wanted. And it just gave me this, like, weird sense of confidence and clarity Mm. and motivation. Because I was like, shit, she's just died. Yeah, like, I never expected that. Could be me next. It could be anyone. Yeah, and therefore it's, it's time to uh, pull my finger out of my ass and get to work, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah, but also create something meaningful. And going back to the books, Man's Search for Meaning, which I'm sure you've probably read. Yeah, yeah, the whole thing in that is about purpose. And just for the listeners, like the book is about a man that gets sent to a concentration camp, loses absolutely everything, including his family, like the clothes off his back, everything, um, and spends his time in the camp writing a manuscript right and it's yeah, just yeah. like psychological theory which is all about purpose can't remember the name of it 
Logotherapy, something like that? Yeah, it's lo- locum therapy or... Yeah. The lit- the book is just there. Okay. <laughs> okay, And I don't know why I've put it there and not on my bookshelf, but it is off, and I guess that is, is, is for a reason next to a picture of the Buddha saying, let that shit go, which is uh, <laughs> kind of ironic. I love that. Um, but, but yeah. yeah that, that sense of purpose enabled me to, to cope. I don't know what I would have done without my cafe. Yeah. It saved me, and hopefully it saves other people, really. Yeah, for sure. It's like... I mean, no one died when I started a need to read, but right. without a need to read, I dread to think where I'd be because this kind of yeah. shit, self-improvement and taking that step to be like, right, I respect myself enough to be, like, I need to improve myself and learn how to handle situations like this in the future or or just as a practice of handling the current situation. Like, it's so important and not too dissimilar to you. Like, one of my friends died when I was younger, so I was eight when my friend got a brain tumour and then... Well, I was probably six when he got the brain tumor, but I didn't understand it. Of course, I didn't understand anything back then. And then I was eight when I got told that he'd he'd passed away. And since that moment, like I've always known that death's there. Like I've always had an understanding that you can fucking die whenever. Like people think like, oh, life isn't fair, and people say that almost as if it's tongue in cheek. But like cancer for an 18 year old or an 8 year old like it's not fucking fair is it that's how life works sometimes you just get served an absolute twat of a deal (laughs) and you have to just deal with it you don't have a choice well you you do have a choice like you said and you can go one of two ways yeah and it can it can be the stimulus for the creation of something really incredible and life changing or it can drive you into a ditch you know it's it is your choice and it's it's hard to say that because it's so easy to go the other way yeah and sometimes you say it and you like you can see it from the other person's perspective of like it's just a choice is it oh that sounds fucking easy 100%. even though it's really not it's like yeah it is a choice but it's really hard yeah, choice it really is, <laughs> and man. you have to make it almost hour on hour that's the thing because you're always battling with thoughts that are trying to drive you to that other place yeah you know? and i won't lie like charlotte was unwell for 18 months she passed away my cafe started blowing up and whatever but still within that time like you know i was still going out a lot and doing things i shouldn't do like mm. shouldn't do you know but there was still some of that it hasn't been like a those 18 months were shit and that ended and now life's been perfect yeah like, yeah no way it's still been hard <laughs> and there's still been a lot of things to battle but you're the you're the captain of the ship yeah yeah for sure i think it's um it's you are the captain of the ship, actually. I'm just thinking about what you said there while I'm while I'm turning this microphone down. Have I just changed your sound? Um, is okay? Yeah, it did change a bit. A okay. bit louder, but it's fine. Okay. You are the captain of the ship, and I think I, I did a video about this the other day about people needing to like shoulder the responsibility mm. of being like, okay, I don't like feeling like this. What can I do? Whereas there are some people, and I, I think especially for blokes around sort of our age, even though you're an ageless man, you don't like to say how old you are, and, and we'll keep <laughs> we'll keep that out of the ears of everyone. I but like, I, I um, it's true. I saw the video as well. I think you, the way you put it was no one's coming to save you, right? Yeah, and I love that, and I think that's so true. And it's yeah, people need to hear that. Yeah, because definitely. Not, and <laughs> truthfully, no one apart from maybe your mom and dad. You know, your siblings, no one really cares about you as much as you care about you. Yeah. And the way you feel. And you've got to deal with that when you wake up in the morning. And people forget that as well. It's like no one gives a shit about you as much as you should give a shit about yourself. That's the thing. There are people in relationships when they fall in love and they, and they sort of, the lines are a little bit blurred. And they may think that they care about another person as much as they care about themselves. But 
the reality of is it like you kind of don't and you shouldn't and that yeah. comes to like learning to love yourself as well because if if you loved yourself as if you were a person you were in love with would you do some of the things you're doing and it was uh kamal ravikant who said that in his book love yourself like life depends on it okay. which is a really uncomfortable book to read because at some points he's like right go to the mirror look yourself in the eyes tell yourself you love yourself I did that and I was looking at myself and I was thinking you're full of shit you don't love yourself you're a prick <laughs> it's a weird it's but, a weird thing to do yeah but after that. time like I was like actually yeah do you know what I do love and respect myself and, and things that don't serve me I'm not going to do anymore no because no. what's the point that's the thing man it's difficult I, I saw a video a while ago that explained like why so many different people struggle to go to the gym, you know, three, four times a week or like all of these different things that highlighted for me the importance of, yeah, loving yourself, but also just mental health in general. Mm. Like you, you could really achieve and do all the things that you want to do if you'd spend some time actually working on yourself, working on how you feel. Yeah. And not just, like you said, getting distracted by everything else. And it took me like so many different breakups and things to realize that and to actually take a step back and be like, I don't love myself. Yeah, you know, or as much as I would have liked to. Yeah, you know, 100%. That's, that's changed, but yeah, it's it's so important. And it's a constant cycle because, like, I could potentially go through. Like, I'm I'm happy in my relationship right now, but like, you never know what's going to happen in the future. That could just end suddenly. Like, and I would probably be just sent into a month of self loathing. That's the thing. Like, yeah. There's the acute thing that happens. And feeling shit around that time is perfectly natural. Like, it doesn't matter how much you read, like, or how zen you... I, I say this often about, like, it doesn't matter how much you meditate. If you stub your toe, you're going to shout fuck. Yeah, yeah. And 100%. be annoyed. Mm. <laughs> and it kind of transfers into life. Like, it doesn't matter how much you've read, how emotionally intelligent you are. As soon as something tragic happens, yeah. it will probably be all out the window for a little while. That's the thing. But it's about how quickly you can get back to that rational mind that's like, oh... Yeah, actually, maybe you'd be better if you made this decision or considered this. Mm. Do you know what I mean? 100%, yeah. Like, I wrote about this recently after a fairly recent breakup. Yeah. And I think that the... the I'm going to quote myself. But it was something <laughs> like, you can't self-improve your way out of a shit situation mm. all of the time, you know? And, and you can't... Maybe phrase that slightly differently. Like, self-improvement is essential and important, but sometimes the only thing that can really help is time. Yeah. You know, and with that breakup and other situations, like for a week, maybe even longer, like I felt like absolute shit. And loads of people were like, just go to the gym, like just yeah. just read a book, just meditate. And I'm just like, I I was definitely one do. of those people, <laughs> like, is, hey man, why don't you read this book? <laughs> <laughs> Which is completely fine. And I'd say the same thing, you know, whenever my friends are going through that, it's like, come on, man, like, let's go and hit the bench press. Like, we'll do this, we'll go out and meet some girls, it'll be fine. Yeah. But when you're, like y your mind can become your worst enemy so quickly and when it is it's almost like you can't fight it also what you've just said there let's I've just had a breakup let's hit the bench press and go out and meet <laughs> girls you sound like such a fuck boy <laughs> promise that's not my guy taking Hey man, I'm heartbroken. Oh, just bench it out, bro. You'll be fine. <laughs> that is some serious like toxic masculinity there. <laughs> But that's all right because it's not you, it's your mates. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the kind of narrative that a lot of people will give you. Like, so, so many TikTok videos. TikTok's ruining my life, but you know, it's like you broke up with your girlfriend, like, hit the gym, it's time to <laughs> become a beast, and all that. I'm just like, but, but you can't, like, you can't always. No. Because when you, when you feel that shit, you feel that shit. 
yeah, and I don't want to be a beast. Like yeah. I want to be <laughs> upset. Right. I want to be sad. I, I want to cry. cry. Yeah. <laughs> this whole lot all is be a beast. I'm like, oh man, grow up. Yeah, 100%, 100%. <laughs> feel what you feel, bro. And yeah, all the boys listening, if you're upset, key. feel it. Don't go on the bench. Yeah, but that, that is the press. key. Like you do just have to feel it. You know, and even if you go and bench and sleep with a girl or whatever you decide to do, like you're still going to come to a point where you still have to confront it. Yeah, it's going to come up when you're in bed on your own at night or like whenever, but it's going to come back up. Yeah, and so you, you still have to process shit. Yeah, you're bench pressing or not, you got to feel it to heal it, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean, hundred percent. That's what they say. I nearly died on a bench press yesterday. On Did a different you? note, <laughs> mate, I hadn't been to the gym in like a mm, three, four weeks, and I went and I hit the bench for the first time in ages, and like did maybe like my eighth rep on my third set came down for the ninth one I was kind of like not sure if I can hack this and I went to push it up and for the first time in like eight years ago into the gym it got, went up a little bit and then it just stopped I was like oh, fuck gravity what do I do and then it's, I'm just lay there with it on my chest and I was literally just like I have no idea what to do so I just sat there until someone more passed I was like excuse me mate can you give me a hand help me help me please <laughs> awful Sounds dramatic. Not quite a near-death experience. No. Mm. For the for the sake of the story, <laughs> I'll let you have it. I'll let you have it. Um, so let's let's talk about Mind Cafe a little bit more yeah. because you've you've now done quite a brave thing and, and ventured into print, which yeah. is it's quite rare nowadays for like mm. an online publication to go into print. What yeah. was the motive behind that? Um. Well, I think I think generally, like I've always been. For the kind of person that will make a decision that is objectively not that realistic or sensible. Love that. Or like set a goal that isn't that realistic, but still just think like I can do it. Yeah. Um, and so like when I was younger, it was becoming a famous drummer and, you know, then becoming a whatever and all these just ridiculous things. And, and so print was almost like another extension of that type, that part of my personality, which was yeah. like, I, I had the, let me, I'm getting my, my thoughts muddled up here. I had the idea when I was in St. Ives and I picked up this like surf magazine. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, surf magazines are cool. Yeah, and it was it was cool. It was very like minimalistic, well laid out. I was like, this is sick. And I was like 17 at the time. I thought like I'd love to create something like this one day. Yeah. But there's just this like mountain of obstacles to overcome to ever actually create something in print because you've got to get the writers together, the photos, the the quotes from the printers sort out your fulfillment, like so many different things, not to mention the money, because yeah. it is so expensive. Yeah. And I was like, I'd love to do that one day, but I haven't got a clue how, and sort of parked that for about five years, maybe a bit less than that. And then when we had the audience for Mind Cafe, I was like, oh, I could do the magazine now. Yeah. And I got locked down in Barcelona last year for uh, five weeks. Nice. With my friend Matt, who at the time was basically a stranger. And we're just stuck in this flat. We can't even go out for exercise. And I was like, that was my chance. So I started working on the print mag and came back, finished it in lockdown at home and then released it. And so many people were like, uh, I don't want to be that guy that's like, everyone doubted me. And look yeah, at me yeah, now, yeah. You know, but a lot of people were like, print? Like even when we sent the newsletter out, a lot of people responded and they were like, just saying like, I don't know if print's really a good idea in today's world. Like yeah. a lot, the key was <clears throat> a lot of businesses are moving away from print. Yeah. But in my head, it was like, great. They're moving away, so we'll move in and create this new, um, yeah, there are a lot of self-improvement magazines, but we'll move in and bring our brand, which has served yeah. us well so far, this minimalistic, sleek kind of coffee shop type brand, Yeah, and, you know, see if we can revolutionize the print industry in that sense. 
Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's early days, but I um I think we can. Yeah, I thought I believe in the projects. Like I, one thing I haven't done at all with a need to read is attached myself to anything that I don't think is cool, helpful, or like got potential. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, like. Of course. I've had offers to do ads for like fucking toothpaste and all of this sh- shite that like, sure, I could use it and it might be a bit helpful, but like I, I don't care enough to be like, guys, everyone needs to use this. Yeah. So like sponsors, Headspace, Better Help, Therapy, um, the CBD brand I'm working with now, this brain supplement company that I'll now be working with, especially by the time this is out, called Your Heights, and mm. they might be sponsoring the podcast. And it's all stuff that I think is cool helpful and got potential which is really respectable i mm. think a lot of people in your position with so many opportunities would take all of them yeah you know, it's, it's money it's short-term yeah, thinking great. though isn't it that's the thing exactly. it's like exactly i'd like i'm not taking any payment to write for mine cafe and and yeah. like maybe one day but like you're you're just venturing into print so if yeah. i was like yeah man just pay me x amount per article <laughs> it's like that would be the it would just go against my core values of like win-win whenever you enter any sort of negotiation like mm. i'd much prefer to be the person that's like hey i'm i'm not like the rest i'm not like <laughs> the other guys <laughs> i'm built different yeah like i i i wouldn't be like that when it comes like to it. things and i believe I in mine cafe i do think it is pretty cool and it does look good on coffee tables. It does. That's the kind of the USP. Well, it's not USP. <laughs> that's where everyone buys it realistically. I'm convinced no one reads it. <laughs> I don't know. I definitely, I know my mum definitely read it when, when no, she got sent do, her copy. They do. <laughs> but I think we've got definitely uh, maybe 50% of our audience, they just buy it for the coffee table. Yeah. Mine's like sealed in something. So it's like my first ever magazine I was printed oh, cool, in. So I can just cool. keep it in good condition Love so that. that when I'm like 50, I can have it on the wall. That's so cool. <laughs> That, that's what I love is, and I'm sure you get this as well, is people feel proud and, and um, what's the word? Like like it's an achievement for a lot of people to get published with us now. Yeah. Um, especially on Medium. Like so many people would share their articles and be like, oh my, and I see people in forums made for writers on Medium talking all about like, how do I get into Mind Cafe? Like how, how do I do this? Or like, do you think they'll accept that? And I'm looking and I'm like, what? Like, I literally created this <laughs> in my fucking bedroom, yeah, not yeah. expecting anything. And now, like, people are proud, like, you know, even just you having it, like, mm. as, as something that you're proud to be in, like, it's huge for me. And, you know, I'm proud to be on this as well, like, that goes without saying, but it's just like, I'm sure you get that, mm. you know, me feeling excited about coming on here and the fact that I'll be excited to share this. For you as well, you're probably like, what? Like, I never expected anyone to yeah. feel like that about this little project that, you started and maybe never expected anything huge. I don't know. I, don't, I mean, I want to be the Joe Rogan of books. Yeah. And I've I've had that in my mind ever since because he's literally my idol. Pretty much everything I do in my life has some sort of influence down Love to that. him and guests he's had on his podcast. And I would like to be that person. I would like to be... The one that's like, oh my god, I fucking love Ed Cunningham from a need to read. He's <laughs> like, he he had this guest on, which then led me to doing this. So like, there's the butterfly effect from decisions, and I'd love to be able to have that kind of impact in people's lives. An interesting question would be: Is you speak about pride there, and people are proud to be part of Mind Cafe? Are you proud of yourself? Yeah, yeah, that's good. I am. I think I'm cautious with pride because it's important. I think not to take too much credit for what you achieve in a sense, because you have mm-hmm. to appreciate that there's a lot of luck at play as well. 
but luck is really where preparation meets opportunity. And so I'm proud that I um, spent that time pre preparing myself for an opportunity I didn't know that was coming. You know, the fact that um, I overcame what was, wasn't probably always will be the hardest thing I've ever been through. Yeah. And now it's almost, not to be spiritual, but like, it's almost like life gave me this really intense hardship and is now rewarding me, me with this yeah, yeah. great thing that I can work on. Um, and so I am proud, but also appreciate that that opportunities come and go, and you're not in control of that as much. Yeah, but it's seizing the opportunity that you're in control of, and yeah, yeah. it's good. It's like you've got self, like a healthy level of sort of skepticism there. Yeah, about like the sort of the luck factor of things because the thing, yeah, people yeah. who ask you is like, oh, how do you do it? And like, there's no blueprint, is it? No, like no. it's just oh, this kind of happened at this time, and I was doing this, and I was like. I was fortunate to be there, but like like you say, you were prepared, which I love, by the way, because I haven't heard someone speak about it like that. It's about like being prepared for the opportunities that may or may not come up. Yeah, yeah. And that's where the, all the self-work comes in and everything else because, yeah, it's like something might come up, but yeah, if you're not ready for it, it's pointless. Yeah. Um, trying to think of an analogy, but it's not coming. But there is a song. Have you heard that Baz Luhrmann song? And it's... Every uh, Wear sunscreen. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And in that, there's a lyric, because that, that song is my, like, guide to life. I remember yeah. showing my ex-girlfriend's little brother that I was like, George, look, just listen to this, don't speak, take it all in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was too young to really be like, oh, yeah, but he was like, this is fucking weird. It definitely went around, like, oh, maybe you're too young to remember Bebo. Bebo, yeah. That yeah, was yeah. like, that started dying as I yeah, matured. As you, as you got into it. Well, like, that definitely went around on Bebo or something. Or like, yeah, in, yeah. in the early days of Facebook as well. Like that was one of those videos that everyone shared. Like, oh my God, it's so nice. Where's on screen? <laughs> um, the lyric is something like, oh, I need to get it up. It's a good lyric. Can I get it up? Yeah, yeah, go on then. Can we just cut this out? Yeah, we won't need to cut it out. I'll just keep talking. All right. Um, <laughs> That's Lerman, because it's gold. Maybe I will cut it out. Or not. Sunscreen. <laughs> Lyrics, right. I mean, I could quote everything in here, to be fair. Um, I feel like while, whilst I'm waiting, this, this is a good opportunity for me now because I am doing a video podcast, so editing is going to take a lot more time and taking this out would probably take too much effort. So just for a little bit of advice to people of something that I've found helpful recently is... Get yourself a Lumi alarm clock. This is so rogue, but it basically wakes you up with a sunrise in your room. And because you can't actually have the sun in your room, because it would be way too hot, this is brilliant. I'm not affiliated with them in any way. <laughs> so you can you can find your own sunrise alarm clock on the internet. But I'd say it adds maybe about 3% of like positivity to my morning which doesn't sound like a lot but over time that three percent really does matter have you got the lyrics yet yeah, so can yeah. save save people from me chatting shit so is whatever you do don't congratulate yourself too much or berate yourself either your choices are half chance and so everybody else's and i think mm. that's what got me thinking i was like oh shit yeah like i've completely forgotten the quote already but it was like <laughs> no they, they're half chance you know yeah, yeah. everyone's choices are half chance and we look at these like fantastic people like Elon Musk and whoever we think all of their amazing decisions led them to where they are today and I can never be like that. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not exactly true. Like, yes, some of them, but also they were given opportunities and chances. Yeah. And privileges. That's yeah. a whole different topic. That is a whole different topic, which is 
worth sitting on for a bit because I have seen this meme and it says, maybe you manifested it. Maybe it's white privilege. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) And I just think it's it's so true. Like I'm I'm starting to read a lot more from authors from like minorities and stuff like that. And you're just like people aren't given the fucking same chances that if you're listening to this podcast then you're privileged in the sense that you've got tech that allows you access to this. Yeah. Which a huge proportion of the world will never be able to listen to. So there's like a tick box. But also on the flip side of that, spending too much time being like, oh, I'm privileged. Oh, I'm privileged. Like, it's not helpful. No, no. Because You're it right. takes it out of like the fact that you have either worked hard to get somewhere. Like acknowledge the privilege. But like, yeah, that's just cool. I've, and some people would never have reached the position that I was when I got this opportunity because of the circumstances they're born in or have been thrust into by like trauma or, or a tragic event. But spending too much time on that discredits yourself, which then impacts how you feel about the work you've done because mm. you're like, well, I can't credit myself because I'm so privileged, yeah. which isn't helpful either. Like, no, you can really only not. deal with what you're given. Mm. Me That's being like, oh, my life isn't as hard as this lady, yeah. the one who escaped from North Korea, Yonmi Park, like, my life will never be that hard. I'm never going to live in a communist country because like, I live in England and I get to choose where I live quite luckily and so I'm never going to know what that life is like apart from I'll read about it and it just makes me grateful for the life that I have which is an important sort of factor is just being grateful for shit yeah and that's the benefit I think to to thinking about privilege Mm. but I agree like sometimes I find myself feeling bad because I don't even know when or where but I sometimes find myself feeling guilty about being a white middle class man and I'm like yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't choose that like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> imagine how bad people <laughs> feel who are in like proper shit situations who are like I didn't choose this and we're here just like two white middle class males like we didn't choose to be white middle class males why do you all hate us and it's like oh shit yeah Donald Trump's one of us and <laughs> yeah yeah all the, all the dickheads mate yeah, but, yeah it's, it's, it's a tricky one but you're right there's a benefit to it which is Becoming more grateful. Yeah. Um, so basically, you are proud, but not too proud. <laughs> Going back to the point, yeah. yeah. We'll jump. We'll swerve the fact that we're white middle class now, in case in case I lose half my audience, in, in case you didn't know this already. But but on that subject, just to finish it, is I think ego is something that we're all battling with all the time. You, know? mm. you can't really escape that. And pride, ego, it's all the same thing, you know. Yeah. And I think becoming too proud, you know, I've had a lot of praise from friends and family like oh you know you cope with the situation so well and you know, I think it's amazing that you're doing this now and I've, I've when I was younger I'd listen to negative comments take them on board and yeah. ignore the positive ones because I'd already had a negative opinion of myself <laughs> yeah. so it didn't matter whereas now it's more like I actually just try and ignore both and decide for myself how I feel you know if someone praises me very heavily I'm as cautious of that as if someone criticizes me very heavily because it's like that praise, if someone says like, oh, you know, even if it's just like about looks or whatever, to take that on board, mm. you know, and you listen to all of that, like, your head's going to get so big, and then you start convincing yourself that you're so much more important than you are. Yeah. And it's just so important, like, especially on the way up, like, it's so easy to get so egotistical and big-headed, and you see it happen with a lot of people, but I, like, ego is the enemy, right? Yeah. The book, you know. Yeah. It will we be love a, books. I didn't even, I think I subconsciously looked at it, didn't even realise. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that kind. Of, to be fair, that book taught me that lesson. 
Yeah. Which was like, don't be a dick. Like, stay humble, keep your head down and work hard. Yeah. And it's so succeed. important yeah. because people do have this, like, there's there's a problem with the self-help industry where it becomes quite self-indulgent and self-serving to the point where people are like, oh my God, I love myself so much. I'm so good at this. I'm so good at that. It's like, yeah, there's a limit on that, guys. Like, fucking dial it down a little bit because... No one's that amazing. No, they're really not. Although it does serve a purpose from dragging people out of positions of like feeling truly terrible, there is a point where you just have to be careful that you don't think that you know too much. And yeah. in Buddhism, there's like this concept of the beginner's mind of just like, you're always going to be a beginner. You can always learn stuff. Like, don't ever think you know too much. No. And I think it was like Lao Tzu or something. It was like, if you want to obtain wisdom... If you wanted to obtain knowledge, add something every day. If you want to obtain wisdom, take something away every day. Nice, I like that. Which is just like, you don't know everything. No, no. And no one does, but we convince ourselves that they do. Yeah. And therefore that we have the potential to as well. But truthfully, no one does. Yeah. And I think another top subject change, which we don't have to go into fully, but social media, you know, what I've learned through meeting, like, you know, I won't say a-list celebrities, anyone, but meeting mm. like influencers and people with big audiences and you know very famous friends and whatever, is that in fact there's a little story there. I don't know if I should tell this. Yeah, go on. Yeah, well, it, was quite, it kind of broke the rules a bit, but went to Wilderness Festival recently and we got press passes and me and Gemma, my editor. I think it's fine. I don't think we're gonna get. Hey, it's gonna this. be fine. Yeah, it's gonna be fine. Give me the goss. So we had these press wristbands. And yeah, they didn't really mean anything other than like. We can take photos if you want, but me and Jem can't take photos anyway. Yeah. So Joe was off doing all the shoots, and me and Jem were just watching Mahalia. And then afterwards, she's like, "Should we try and like blag our way into backstage?" And yeah. I was like, "Yeah, okay." So we walk up to the security guard, and I think I said something like, "Hey, we're, we're pressed. We're in a bit of a rush, but like we need to go and chat to the artist backstage." And the guy was like, uh, "I'm not really sure you should be going back here, but to be honest, I don't really give a shit anyway. So carry yeah. on." So we walk straight through. Um, and we're sat in this bar by like all of these white sort of like shipping containers. I didn't clock that they were the dressing rooms for the artists. Oh yeah. It was behind the main stage. Um, and I think, uh, I was looking for like a lighter or something and went through to what I didn't realize were the dressing rooms and asked this guy for a lighter. Um, he's like, sorry mate, I don't smoke or whatever he said. Um, and then asked someone else and then left and clocked that it was Tom Mish and Lorcana and they were about to play their set. And I was like, oh fuck. And I told Jem, and she was like, what? Like, how didn't you just freak out? Like, what? Oh, my God. And I was just like, I don't know. I think through meeting more people like that, not always of that level, it just made me realise, and we'll get back to the point, made me realise that they're, they're all just people. Yeah, yeah. And going back to that illusion of, you know, other people might have it all figured out or might have all the answers or know it all. The more, <clears throat> the more you meet these people whom you think have all the answers, the more you realise they actually don't. Yeah. Now, now all, all they said to me was, no, I don't have a lighter. But other people, yeah, you know, yeah, I've no. come to realise that no one fucking knows. And that's, neither will you. Like, yeah. just keep learning. Like yeah. I said, keep your head down, keep working hard and don't get too swept up in this idea that you have to be as perfect as the other people that aren't anyway. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? A hundred percent. I could say, firstly, I'm a bit disappointed in that story that there was nothing like really cool and outlandish and dangerous that you did. Like I was kind <laughs> well, of expecting you to have like scaled <laughs> a stage or like just like shot someone by accident. I don't know, something cool. Um, but secondly, like that is so true. And obviously I speak to people all the time on this podcast who are like 
comedians, like uh, ridiculously best-selling authors who are just so sound. And unfortunately, like maybe people listening to the podcast think that there's like a, a bravado or a persona that's put across by people who come on the podcast. But like I speak to them afterwards. Sometimes I've had an hour conversation off of the recording with people who have just given me like such good advice and just like a, a nice like connecting chat which is amazing and you just realize like they're just someone who tried yeah and that is literally i know i'm i'm so annoyed that this is how life works but like you do just have to try so and true. do something so true. and work hard and like be consistent with it and then you might not get to the point that you want to get to but like you'll fall short and like let's quote like pitbull it's like reach for the stars land of the moon or something like <laughs> it's so it's so cliche but it is true because yeah. like even if this podcast goes to shit i'll be all right that's the thing i will have learned so much along the way that i just know that i'll be all right yeah 100 percent. and like if mine cafe goes to shit like you'll be all right that's the thing and that that's the important thing is not to attach to all of the other stuff, but just know, like, have the self belief. Mm. You know, if nothing else, just have the self belief that you'll figure something out. Mm. Life's not that complicated, really. You know, yeah, yeah it us, feels like it. White, 100%, straight males 100%. who are so privileged. If your basic <laughs> needs are met, you know, then life is, is if, if you've got a roof over your head and, you know, friends and family, which of course not everyone does, but, you know, maybe in, in our country, a fair amount of people do. Yeah. A lot of people I know that, that get swept up in all of these seemingly massive problems. It's like if you boil it down to the simple fact that you have your needs met and you're in a pretty good position, mm. fine, relax. Yeah, it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs where yeah. you've got like people are trying to do this self-actualizing thing when they're actually sort of losing focus on the part that's like relationships and stuff like that. Because yeah. that's what makes your life meaningful is the relationships that you have with other people. Yeah, that's so true. And having people around you to share in your successes and share in your failures as well is so important. Because like, if you feel lonely, it fucking sucks. I've, luckily, I've got it written on my whiteboard, so I can tell you who ha did this study, but it was John Capuccio. And it was in like 1979, he did this study. Um, no, it wasn't 1979, it was like 1990 or 80. He did this study on like the cortisol spikes from being lonely and he found out that being lonely can create oh my god i've written this no, it's in, it's, it's, it's i've written this in the mind cafe article guys please get your copy now if you want to read it i'm not giving away too much but like being punched in the face and feeling deeply lonely create the same amount of stress yeah that's crazy which is mental it is mad yeah and like that's why like, i think sometimes you know on whatsapp it comes up with who you're like most contacted is yeah the other day I have my two normal people, Lauren and Giles, who I live with. After that, like, you were, I think you were, like, third or fourth in there. Like, we don't speak that much <laughs> on WhatsApp. I'm like, fuck, I am not communicating with people very well. Yeah. And I often just forget to reply to things. Like, people will, will like, comment on posts, like, oh, check your DMs. I'm like, yeah, the thing is, I've checked my DMs, I've seen it, and I've chosen not to reply because yeah. I don't reply to anyone, and I, I'm, and I pay for it because, like, sometimes I'm like, oh, no one's speaking to me. I'm like, no, Ed, you literally are replying <laughs> to people, <laughs> you prick. <laughs> no, but it's hard, and I get that. And I'm, I think a lot of people that I, I know through writing and whatever would all agree that I am absolutely awful at replying. <laughs> 
like it's almost my brand at this point yeah yeah you know? <laughs> and it's it, i think it's more about prioritization in a sense as well and when you're getting floods of emails not to say that i do but a lot of people will email and be like here's an article like i submitted this article and truth is it says on our submission guidelines like don't send me articles yeah, yeah. or they won't be considered but people still do yeah and it's like well i have to ignore those and then there are like different brand requests and whatever that you kind of either choose to do or ignore yeah um but then yeah it gets to a point where you're like why are they talking to me it's like oh wait i'm not talking to them yeah and <laughs> if i if i get more than five emails a day i'm pretty annoyed like oh, i won't be able to pay attention to more than five emails a day no it's like luckily it'll be like oh your order is here and delete that straight away or yeah, like yeah i'll send an email to my email list and i'll get like three people's out of offices i'm how do i make it's this the stop same people yeah this guy called jason every time i'm out of office it's like Get Jason, in the office, Jason. Are you ever in, in the office? <laughs> but it's annoying. Yeah, replying to five emails in one day, mate. That's that's me done for yeah, the day. <laughs> it's too much. Um, let's let's stay on brand. Let's let's leave Mind Cafe for a bit. But obviously, everyone that is listening at the point that this podcast is released, that will be out. Yeah. There is a discount code for a need to read, correct? Yep, 100%. and that is going to be in the description of the episode yeah, I've had such I a mind blank it'll, it'll be Ed 10 again to be yeah fair, so. Ed 10 or Ed need 10. to read 10 out so. oh, just look in, the, look in the description because he doesn't <laughs> even deal with that stuff so he, has, he hasn't got a clue um, yeah so the, that'll be in the description for the Mind Cafe but let's talk about the books that have shaped you um, I, w- I would say maybe three I'd, I'd like to go with and we'll, yeah. we'll cancel Man Search for Meaning because we've spoken about that one okay um but let's just say around the time um, that your ex passed away, like what was one of the books that you turned to and felt like had quite a, a positive impact on your life? Um, I'm looking around now because I'm seeing a few yeah, there's books. Yeah, there's I've a read. lot of books in here. My, one of my all-time favourite books is called The Last Lecture. Have you read that? No, I haven't. Okay, so it's by a guy called Randy Pausch, maybe how you say it? I'm not sure. But basically he was diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and he had maybe two, three quite young children mm. um, and pancreatic cancer is bad, you know, worse than brain Yeah, cancer. not good, no. No, <laughs> as, as far as it goes, you know, none of them are great, but it's probably the worst cancer, you know, and I think it's prognosis of maybe like, I'm going to guess a year, 18 months. Shit, yeah. It's a shitter, yeah. And so he knew, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't going to be, um, it wasn't going to be long before he passed away. Yeah. Um, but he explains in the book how like he had so many, different things he wanted to teach his kids, like any father or mother, but would never have the chance to do that before they fully could understand that. Yeah. So he decided to, because he was a lecturer, decided to deliver a lecture, um, but it was for his kids. But there was a big audience and his kids were there, but they didn't understand yet. But it was wow. filmed and then written into a book with his help and another author. And it's great. It's just like, it, it's his story like at the start. And then it's just a book of all of his life lessons. And it's I so love that. it's so good, and like some of them are quite silly and and more casual, but there's mm. still something there. But some of them are huge. Like I'm trying to remember some of them, I can't remember any of them right now. I can remember one, and it was something like um, about like brick walls in life, and like if you if you meet a brick wall, and like you know you've been denied of something that you really really wanted. Like sometimes, yeah, it's okay to to turn around and walk the other way, but. You can also smash through the brick wall, you know. Yeah. And if, if something's really not going your way, but you really, really want it, um, persistence will get you over that brick wall. Mm. And it's just, and he talks about that in the context of his his wife and 
don't know if this is great advice, but it was his wife before she was his wife was a girl that he wanted to take on a date and she said no. Yeah. And so he sent her flowers and other things and eventually they got married. But I feel like that could be extrapolated into justifying <laughs> stalker behaviour. But it worked yeah. there. This is like the nineties, so it worked there. But is it different time then? Yeah, hundred like, percent. <laughs> yeah. I'd say like when it comes to courting, as it were, <laughs> there is a sense of like no means no just like full stop. Of course. But sometimes sending flowers yeah. is is an okay thing. I yeah. don't know. I'm not yeah. I've never had anyone like try and get me by no, sending me flowers or stalking flowers. me. No. So but please yeah. don't do that if yeah. anyone's thinking don't, about don't it. Don't <laughs> stalk your ex, don't do that. But do recognise that in life, you know, sometimes things won't go your way, but th- there might be another route. Yeah. I think that's the lesson. Yeah. That was one of them, but there are so many. I need to read it again. Sounds like um, a good book. And I, th- I it's, think it's great. It's dying so dying people just know something that us people who are just living without yeah. the fear of death know That's more. the thing. I've considered this, you know, in recent months. <laughs> Sounds weird. But like, <laughs> um, I've been pretty stressed about finances and, and yeah. projects and lots of different things going on all the time. Um, and I, I had a weird thought and I was like, how would I feel about all this stuff if I got told today that I've got a year to live? Yeah. I wouldn't give a shit. I wouldn't care about any of it. The first thing I do is go and spend time with my family. Yeah. It made me realize that we get so swept up in everything, but at our core, like there are things that really matter. Yeah. And then outside that core, there are things that don't really matter that much. And again, it's the hierarchy of needs. We haven't yeah. got enough problems. Are we particularly as white middle class men and people <laughs> don't have enough problems. Trust me, I've got more than I can handle. Can't be bothered. <laughs> well, but but relative to, <laughs> you know what I mean, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, it's it's this this whole ecosystem of problems. But um, when a bigger lo- one, when a bigger one comes along, we don't care. It wipes it out. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And there's so always a bigger fish. Yeah, hundred percent. And so different lessons within that book that, that are really useful. Second one, hmm, there are so many. I mean, I would say Man's Search would be The Power of Now, to be fair. Okay. Um, yeah, I read that on holiday in Ibiza. That's a different story in itself. Um, it wasn't like a lad's holiday. It was with Charlotte in a very nice, quiet part of Ibiza. Yeah. <laughs> which is why I was reading The Power of Now and not down in Jägerbombs with the boys. Yeah, I feel like Ibiza's actually quite a spiritual place when you take away all the like ecstasy and cocaine and <laughs> ketamine pills. Yeah. Like, if you take that out of it, I mean, yeah. maybe if you actually added some of that, but not the rest, like, it would be quite spiritual. Yeah. But maybe like mushrooms or something. Yeah, some something like that. Yeah, okay, so The Power of Now. I think, like, that's that's one of those books like if you need to read it and you read it at the right time it'll be so so powerful for 100%. you if you're just reading it for the sake of reading it like it probably won't even be that good no no and that that's how it was for me like you know maybe it was a breakup or whatever had happened and I went on like a four day retreat to stay with some mm. friends far down south and they live on this really cool like zero waste sort of commune. oh yeah I don't even know how to describe it it was like heaven man mm. like they've got this caravan where they communally cook together and then they all have like their own different living spaces outdoors. Mm. And then there's this huge, beautiful manor house. And I, I get there and decided to, because I was uh, talking about loving yourself, you know, I decided that I needed some time to just figure out like how the fuck I actually felt 
and and yeah. about myself, about life, what I even wanted. This wasn't that long ago, but yeah. you know. No, you told me about this. This is right. existential time. Of course, <laughs> of course. And so I turned my phone off for like four days um, and just read The Power of Now, did some meditation, but was also having really bad hay fever. So every time I'd start to meditate, I'd start fucking sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> that would bring you back to the present moment of like there's pollen in the air. <laughs> exactly. But The Power of Now, yeah, it's it's a simple, a very simple approach to mindfulness. You know, it takes, it, it's still quite spiritual and wishy-washy, um, which can put people off, but it's... Uh, it's the kind of book that won't tell you to, it won't give you habits. It won't tell you to meditate every day for 10 mm. minutes. It, it's more like a, maybe pragmatic is the right word, pragmatic yeah. approach to mindfulness, which yeah. I think is great. So I recommend that. And then I'm going to say Ego's Enemy, to be fair. Yeah. Um, such an important book for anyone that's like, either about to achieve a lot of success or has already. Yeah. You know, for any point to. in that. Or wants to. And I think that's even how the book is laid out, right? Yeah. I think it's like the way up and, the middle, I can't remember, I can't remember years ago when I read yeah. it. But all of Ryan Holiday's stuff is, is incredible, to be I fair. I can grab it. Yeah. I can't remember how it's laid out. I can tell you by the contents. Uh, maybe I can, maybe I can't. Yeah. Aspire, success, failure. So, That's like, it. your aspirations, right. your success, and then, like, the, the flip side of success, which is inevitable failure. Yeah. And, look, if someone reaches, like, success without failing... I don't think that's as fun. No, no. Like, you don't learn anything. People people have to realise, like, so I don't think that many people know this, but like, I once started, like, trying to do jujitsu photography. When I realised I didn't want to work in sales, I was still working in sales, and I was like, I was injured at jujitsu. I'd been doing jujitsu for, like, six months. I was like, I love this. I'm going to be a jujitsu photographer. That's what I'm going to do. So I set up an Instagram, and I started messaging loads of people. Like, oh, can I come and take photos at your event? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I do it free. I just want to, like, build up my portfolio. I was like, actually, this, like, trying to do something isn't actually that hard. Mm. You just have to be proactive about it. Yeah. And I sucked. And I called it, like, figure four productions or something. Okay. And then I basically got threatened by some black belt in Liverpool who has this thing called, like, figure four promotions. Oh, no. Um, so shout out to figure four promotions because <laughs> they do put on some good jiu-jitsu competitions. But the, like, owner of that was not happy with me. And I said oh, to, like, my no. coach, I was like, oh, should I, like, pay attention to this guy? What? And he was like, yeah, he's a big name in jiu-jitsu. Don't know. And, like, now I'm thinking, like, what would he have really done? What would, like, come and, like, beat me up? <laughs> like... It probably wouldn't have happened. Not, no, it would be no. in my mind that I'm creating that scenario. But he was like, yeah, we've got this trademarked, we've got this. And I was like, but it's different words. Mm. It's just the first two words are the same and then the, the second two words are, are not. And like, I then kind of stopped it because of that, mm. which sucks because I didn't have it in me to be like, okay, that's just a signal to change direction. That's yeah. not a signal to stop. Mm. Um but yeah, shout out Figure Four um, promotions, whatever it is, because you do put on good jiu-jitsu and <laughs> Please don't be I right. was pretty scared at the time. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, but I know that that would have ne- like it would have never happened. But no, no. like the point is that could be put down as like a list of failures or a list is. of things that I've tried that haven't worked so, out. I completely agree. I, I didn't. So I started writing when I was. I mean, I've written stories since I was a kid, but <clears throat> excuse me. When I was maybe 16, I went, so basically I, I, Christ, I can't tell a story without going on a thousand different times, <laughs> but failure, I'll go back to that, um, <laughs> give me a sec, <laughs> but when I was like 
quite young. I was in a big car accident. Um, you know, loads of cars involved. We got Sorry hit like that. well, it's all you know. No one was hurt, so it's yeah. fine. By some miracle, we were hit in the back at like eighty miles per hour. We were stationary on the motorway, and the impact was so hard that six other cars were involved because we just bam, 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 like oh, pushed man. us that far. And ma- miraculously, like we span into the middle just because of how our car was positioned, rather than being crushed. Yeah, um, and it was there were inches away from that happening. Yeah. Um, anyway, like long story short, got some money from the insurance years and years later um, when I was seventeen. And I was in the courtroom and they were like, we shouldn't really give you this money now. You should wait till you're 18. But we trust that, you know, you're responsible. You'll spend it wisely. Mm. And so here you go. <laughs> so I get like five grand in my account at 17. First thing I did was call Charlotte. And I was like, right, where do you want to go first? And we went on, we went to Paris, um, Cyprus, Ibiza, Belgium at Christmas, all these amazing holidays. And there were two voices in my head. And one was saying, mate, save this money, like get yourself a car or do this or do mm. that. And the other one was like, fuck that, just spend it. And I ignored the first voice and I spent it and then I never got to go on holiday with her again. In fact, we went away as families, but, you know, never got to go away as two again. Yeah. And I'm so thankful I did that. There's a lesson there, which isn't the point I was trying to make, which is really just like sometimes a bad decision is the best decision. Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't have to be responsible all the time. Yeah. It's okay to make bad decisions because you never know what's around the corner. Yeah. But... After that, decided to start a travel blog because I was like, oh, I'm so worldly now. I've yeah, been to yeah, four yeah. countries. <laughs> and it was shit. It was so bad. And um, thought it was great. So failure number one. Yeah. Then it was a different variation of a self-improvement blog called Yugen, which um, I hate that name now, but, you know. Yeah, that name respect sucks. To anyone no that uses that name. <laughs> <laughs> no, that really it sucks. <laughs> yeah, it just felt uncomfortable to say. Like, yeah, it's very or, like or German. Yeah, 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 yeah. It does sound German, although I think it was Japanese. Ah. Um, but yeah, so that didn't go anywhere. And then started freelancing as a writer, um, made a bit of money from that at like 17, 18, and then started my cafe. Yeah. And so what I'm saying is like now people will say to me like, how, how do I do what you do? Like, How do I get there? And I'm like, well, you start now. You wait about five years, expect to fail a lot along the way. And after five years, you might get there. Yeah. And that's the reality of it is, I think one of our writers even spoke about this and said like, you know, the thing is like the five-year rule. Yeah. I don't feel like that was his idea. I think it came from somewhere else. But in business and whatever, like five years really is generally as long as it's probably going to take you to get to a point where you can monetize your passion. Yeah. It's a long slog and it's hard and there's a lot of failure. But you learn from that failure. Yeah. You know, that's that's why it works after five years because you've probably failed enough times to know how to do it properly. Yeah. God, and then there's that like tangents, man. No, 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 tangents. Tangent, tangents are good. And like, I think that's true. I'm so fortunate that within a year, within eight months, I was able to go full time with a need to read. Wow. Which, in terms of podcasts, like, it just doesn't happen. I had no following before. I remember specifically deleting about 600 of my followers before I moved to Australia in 2020. So I I went there with about 700 followers on Instagram, came back with like a thousand maybe because I've met a load of people and whatever and been tagged on someone's story or something. Like who knows why, but like I started with a thousand followers on my personal and then moved to an a need to read account with nothing. And miraculously, (laughs) I'm now sat here with like more followers than I thought I would have within like three years. And I can't give anyone a formula for that. No, like, no, you can't. I've I've made 
like every piece of merchandise I've made has sucked. <laughs> they have all failed. And I said, and I put that on my Instagram the other day, and someone was like, "Why don't you try what this? Why don't you try that? Why don't you try that?" I'm like, "Bro, I like I'm not asking for advice. I just like I'm just telling people so that yeah. they can not feel alone in the fact yeah. that something they do sucks." Hundred percent. Yeah. Because it has to suck for it to be good at some point. Yeah. Yeah. I've made bookmarks that I made myself, and they suck. Daisy has made bookmarks for me from the Bookmark Boys, and they are brilliant. <laughs> I have made budgie smugglers for a need to read. <laughs> they are brilliant, but no one bought them. <laughs> like, six people bought them, and it doesn't really matter. Book bags, like, I made, I got, like, 250 of them made, and I've probably sold 50 and given away maybe 50 as well. Wow. And it doesn't matter to me because I don't expect to win every time. No. If you expect to win every time, then you're childish. Yeah, like 100%. that's not how it works. No, it's, it really isn't, man. Like life just isn't like that. Like, I'd rather fail on the book bags than uh, than my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a, it's a better thing to fail at. Definitely, but but yeah, it, it's it's cool that you, you did that quicker than most mm. people, and and probably quite rare. Yeah. But also probably also a result of previous failures. Yeah, that have shaped you now to be able to do that, and and again. The, the whole, you know, opportunity, which is the, the yeah. listeners finding you, meets preparation, which is you becoming you. Yeah. You know, your brand is you and you shape that person. Yeah. And people like that. You know, I personally, I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think that's, that's like, kind of sort of salient because my, like, my mum said when I first started, she was like, oh, you, like, you sure you want to go, like, all in on this? Or, like, something along those lines. And I was like, mum, I have failed everything I've ever done. I was like, objectively, I got kicked out of school. Failure. I didn't, like, I had a car crash in, like, lower sixth form and all my revision notes burnt, like, two months before my exams. And I just didn't recover from that. Left at the start of upper sixth because I was kind of kicked out, kind of, they were like, you need to put your act together. And I was like, ha, I won't do that, will I? (laughs) And then I got kicked out, slash asked to leave. Joined the Marines 18 months after that. Had to leave because I was like, that is technically down as like a failure I kept getting injured my body couldn't handle it I then oh mate the list goes on I then decided I was going to go to college to go to university did that smashed that course and then I was like oh I'll just go and get another like job but in between that I'd failed as a car salesman a forex trader um loads of other things and I was like objectively like failure ain't fucking new to me like send me more of it because i'm just ticking off things that aren't meant for me yeah not to be all like woo woo about it but that's such a good way to look at it like it happened for a reason yeah you know whether whether you're religious or not i think that mindset is is helpful like yeah whether it's happening for a reason because someone in the sky made it happen or because the the reason is in the context of your life and it will teach you something like there's still a reason i think it's the alchemist that where that's kind of the narrative and and it, it's, I think the, the quote in that is quite spiritual. It's something like, when you're on the right path, the universe will conspire to help you yeah. or something. Yeah. And I've seen that. Like, when when you are on the right path, shit just happens. Like, now, yeah. you, with all those other things for you, it probably didn't feel right. No. And there were obstacles and roadblocks. But with yeah. this, it seems for you like, shit's just happening. Yeah. I mean, things kind of are just moving in the right direction. And like yeah. every now and then something will come up. I'm like, oh shit, like, what have I done <laughs> to deserve mad. this? <laughs> like, actually, I've worked well hard for like two, three years, like on myself. And now stuff seems to be like coming together. Mm. And it's like, that's the key. Yeah. yeah. You've, you've prepared. Yeah. I'm prepared for the opportunity. And that's, that is, yeah. 
that's a nice way to look at it. I yeah. actually really like that. They're sort of like <laughs> true, being though. prepared for the opportunities and, and maybe not even expecting them to come. Um, but I feel we're we're just coming up to the hour mark now, which and I think that being prepared for the opportunity is probably the best thing. Yeah. Um that people can take from this. To be fair. We started with that. Yeah. So what's going on for the future? What is what is the next edition on? So next one's called Connection. But yeah. saying that by the time this is out, that will be already be out. The current edition, yeah. Yeah. Um so that's September first. And that's great. It's the best one we've ever produced, but we've said that about every single one, and I don't think that. And you, ever pro- yeah, you probably you would hope that you do. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that's really cool. Um, and then the one after that will be released on December first. Um, we haven't decided yet what that yeah. one's called. Would, would you mind hurrying up with that because I <laughs> <laughs> I can't deal with pressure. <laughs> I'll have a thing. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe we'll call it preparation. Ooh, well, I feel like we run out of topics pretty quickly because. It's been me and you, and then we'd be done. Yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> but that's uh, the, the, the themes can be limiting. Like yeah. Addition to was habits, and everyone wrote very similar articles, and we had to change them. Yeah. But yes, what's nice. next for me? That's next for me. Um, and try and improve my bench press so I don't nearly die again. <laughs> <laughs> improve your bench press so you n- no longer ever feel heartbreak because <laughs> your pecs are too big for it to be damaged. <laughs> that's, um, that's good. Well, where where can people find you? Um, so me personally, my Instagram is at Adrian Drew with two underscores. The brand, Mind Cafe is Mind Cafe Media on all socials, and then our site is mindcafe.co. Cool, perfect. All the links for that will be in the description. But mate, thank you very much for coming oh, on. It's been a pleasure, it, man. pleasure appreciate chatting it. with you. Yeah, sound. Well, thank you so much for listening to that episode. And once again, look if you enjoyed it please do consider sharing it with someone. If you need anything from me, all of the relevant links are in the description, whether that is signing up to BetterHelp, whether that is signing up to emails from me, following on Instagram, or just popping me an email. Let me know something. Give me some information. Who knows? I might be interested. Please do send it on over. Everything's in the description. You're all legends. Love you. Bye.